Scribes Journey is supported by our patrons. Join them today at patreon.com slash scribesjourney. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Scribes Journey, where stories begin. My name is Travis J. Crokin, the Calm Scribe, and I'm joined by my fellow scribes. I'm LJ Stanton, the Pedantic Scribe. And I am T.R. Alby, the Oddball Scribe. How are you all doing today? Good. I was trying to go for, like, good synonyms instead of excellent, and I just defaulted again to excellent. It's so okay. we're going to go with good. It's a, it's a brain fog kind of day, apparently. Mm-hmm. Synonyms, words, they're difficult, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm, My favorite is cinnamon toast. It's cin- cinnamon toast, yeah. That's, that's Synonym toast? Synonym yeah. toast. <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. I'm doing okay. It's nice out. Unfortunately, all the bu- bugs are coming back from hell, but uh, we are, we're, we're doing all right. So far, so good. I'm doing fantastic as well. Uh, our bugs did come back from hell and then got sent back with another cold snap. And nice. they're going to come back in a week or two, I think. But. Uh. Probably more angry than ever. But we do have to pause and actually say a huge congratulations. Because if you've been going along with us through this scribe's journey so far, your book is complete. It's ready. It's published. It's doing its thing. And now you get to promote it. Welcome to hell. Welcome to hell. <laughs> Welcome I don't to the know side of any the coin author who enjoys about. the self-promotion and promoting your book. Let's be real. Does anyone really enjoy it? It depends. I find it can be fun and exciting. I find other times it can be soul crushing and heartbreaking. But on that note, it's hard work. And this is the side of the coin that people don't talk about because they don't want to talk about it. It can be really hard. As you said, it can be soul crushing. But yeah, sometimes it might not be your first one. Who knows how far down the line, but you're going to have at least one thing that is going to work out better than expected. And that's what you hold on to. I think the thing is, like, obviously, if you're self-publishing a book, you have to realize that you're going to be responsible for all of your marketing anyway, right? So you have to pick and choose of where you're going. From what I've heard, even if you are a published author through a publishing house of some sort, even the bigger ones, you sometimes still have to put a ton of time self-promoting your own book one way or another. So Correct. it's, you know, do you want to self-promote your book or do you want to self-promote your book? I mean, choose your, choose your poison because one way or another, you're going to have to do it. Yeah, that is kind of the great myth with traditional publishing is that they will handle the marketing of your book. They're going to put it in bookstores, they're going to do promotions for it, and everything's going to be great. And that's not the case unless you are a very incredibly lucky author that they've decided they're going to spend that time and money on, in which case, awesome, congratulations, that is fantastic. But for the average author you will always be in charge of your promotions and your marketing. And there is actually a reason for that as well. And that is because you are the author, you are the face behind the book. But it is actually fun. It's exciting. You've got this baby in your hands that you've created. You get to talk to people about it. You get to sell it. You get to actually move forward with what you're doing. And it is a very interesting aspect, an important aspect of your writing journey. So LJ, what do you think is like really interesting and important about promoting a book? So one of the things that I think is the most important thing when it comes to marketing your book is getting a pitch down. 
which is basically your elevator pitch, whatever you were using to sell people your story originally, if you went through the traditional publishing route to an agent, et cetera, or if you were self-publishing, this is the time to make sure you have an elevator pitch, which is just something nice and short that says, this is what my book is about. This is what it is comparable to. So that you have that as your underlying understanding of what your book is about. Because how many of us look like a deer in headlights when someone says, what is your book about? I am among them because I am really bad at this. And I have a note in my phone that I can crack a joke about and then look in my phone and read it to people. Because that is the, I have it written down at least so I can share it. It's the underlying foundation of all of your marketing plans. And so, yeah, that's my biggest piece of advice to people is make sure you have that written down. That's very good advice. And make sure it's concise and it makes sense. I've had people pitch books to me that I thought were kind of a head shaker and why would I want to read this? And then given it an opportunity and read the story and been absolutely blown away because they were focused on the wrong aspect of what they were promoting. You don't want to promote what excites you about the book necessarily. You want to promote what is going to get other people excited about the book. I would say also maybe even start doing that as you're writing the book, because, you know, when you're talking with individuals, you have to have that pitch, right, to explain exactly what you do, where you're going. So for me, when I was writing this book, I came up with the elevator pitch. If someone asked me what it was, I can sit there and say, here it is. And the tagline. I came up with a really good one. I'm not going to say it because I don't want to give it away because it's really good. And it only does to be maybe two, three sentences. It's like if you're doing the snowflake method, that small summary you start off with can be tailored down into that elevator pitch because that is the core of what your story is. And it's something to definitely work on. If you're not using the snowflake method, then maybe go and take an hour. It's going to take a long time to refine it because you're going to be able to use that on the rest of your marketing journey as you're going. And remember, it's an elevator pitch, not a synopsis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's so, like three sentences, three sentences yes. at max, you know, and it, it does not run on sentences. Your writers, please make sure it's not run on sentences because, you know, when you want to try to pack all that knowledge of what your book is about into three sentences, it's hard. Well, theme is important. Absolutely. And that's what you're going to be able to use is understand what are the themes of your book. If you try to winnow down your plot into a synopsis for your elevator pitch, you're going to get bogged down and it's not going to be as interesting. While we all enjoy a good plot, I think most people, when you ask them like what they really, really enjoy are different themes. You know, people love like redemption arcs. Well, that's that's a theme. Like if you enjoy romance, you have a theme about love that is going on. These are things that are important to get that theme going or the broad concept. Like I write fantasy, but this book is partly about intergenerational trauma. And that concept is much more interesting than if I try to tell you, oh, well, there's like uh, mm, things happen. Okay, well intergenerational trauma happens. That's much more interesting, especially in the fantasy setting. So pick those things that you find most interesting that talk about the grandest concepts of your book to winnow down to your tiny little pitch. As Ted said, three sentences, three good sentences. It should also include your genre. The theme is good, but you might have the same theme in different genres. So if you tell someone that an elevator pitch that doesn't tell the type of genre that you're in, they may think it's a romance novel, but it's actually a science fiction pirate story. I don't know. I'm just making something up as we go. I mean, genre, themes, to me, is two separate things. I'd agree with that. And I would also include what is the central question of the story? What mm. is the core that issue that's being resolved? So 
going back to Ted's point of the three sentences, I agree three sentences is important. I'm going to buck the trend a little bit and say that it is okay to use run-on sentences once in a while because that is the only form of exercise I get. <laughs> that was terrible and uh, yep. But wonderful at the same time. Beautiful. So no. beautiful. No. That was a great writer's <laughs> joke. But once you have that kind of the elevator pitch that you could use, then that's when you can start thinking about using that in the different types of marketing. And so, what, there is a lot of different types of marketing. What kind of different types of marketing are we talking about here? My personal favorites, I love book tours and I love conventions and I love guerrilla marketing. Those are my strong points. I know that author social media accounts are incredibly important, as are book trailers, though there's a little bit more nuance when it comes to a book trailer as far as like where you even put it, whether you do an audio one or if you try to go with a visual one. But my absolute favorite are conventions and book tours, which unfortunately are very expensive. But they're a lot of fun and they're great for networking. And it's not just when you get into promoting your book, it's not just promoting your book, you're promoting yourself as well and making connections and interactions with people that will promote your book for you. And inventions and book tours and things are fantastic for that. On the note of book trailers, book trailers are a fascinating beast. So for those of you that don't know, a book trailer is essentially a trailer like you would have for a movie, but you're doing it for your book. To that end, a book trailer can cost you anywhere from $500 to $20,000. If you're not a high, high level author, I do not recommend going that far. There is a very wide range you can swing back and forth on to find what is right to promote your book. Book trailers are just one of those things that I've always found interesting ever since I saw my first one. And I was like, wow, wait a minute. Like you said, it's like a cinematic, most of the time cinematic or can just be an audio trailer. I love that idea. Like I don't, I don't even have anything published and I've already thought of how I could do my book trailers. Because I could do it all, like I could do it all myself, and I love that type of thing, that production, and it's so much fun for me. You know, if you're going and you like are taking ads out on, on, let's say, a podcast or somewhere else, you can split that book trailer, the audio version of it, or even small segments of that book trailer of the visual part to create those ads that you can put in different places. It's reusing the larger thing of that book trailer in multiple way, multiple fashions. That is so interesting to me. There's a wide range, but having something that you do that you can, a big project that you can break into little sound bites and bits and pieces to use is a fantastic way of saving money and promoting. It's a very versatile thing to have. And it's extremely important that yeah. when you are on a budget, that if you are going to be spending money on any kind of marketing, that it is reusable marketing. Absolutely. So if you're going to create a book trailer, you want to have the audio from that make sense. So you can use it both a visual one and an audio one and one that you can use on like any social media or that you'd be able to make into a banner or something like that. So that if you are doing a book signing that you have this already set up and created, you want to be able to make sure that you are getting the maximum output for every dollar you input. And there are many different marketing companies that might be able to help you with that or can help you with that. But I think that most authors are on a fairly shoestring budget, and it is just important to make sure that whenever you make something that you are valuing your time and your money and making sure that you are outputting as much as you can with as minimal effort into it. Because at the end of the day, I think all of us would rather spend our time writing the next book than promoting the book we already have. I have to say one of my favorite things to do for book marketing is guerrilla marketing. 
for those of you that aren't aware of that, guerrilla marketing is taking copies of your book. And this is sometimes a very inexpensive method of doing this because you've got copies that you've acquired for low price for author copies or however you want to do it. But you take those books, you can put them in the free little libraries in your community. You can leave them on a park bench with a note saying, I hope you enjoy this book to whoever finds it. You can go to a university and leave it in the cafeteria with a similar kind of note. Guerrilla marketing is just putting your book where people are going to find it and allowing that to kind of spread through word of mouth. But part of that guerrilla marketing that you can do, you can also do that at conventions and you can do that while on tour. And not all tours and not all conventions are in person. Lots of them are um, virtual now. So talk with your local bookstores, whether it's a Barnes and Noble or even better, an indie, and see whether or not they'd be interested in doing a virtual tour with you or a in-person tour and see if you can make some connections in that way. Bookstores obviously are not going to be as thrilled if you just leave free copies of your stuff around them, but you can at conventions have copies on you. Uh, when I was at a convention, I actually had beside my nameplate, um, I would put my book beside it and some bookmarks. And so at the end of the panel or whatever, I would just tell people, hey, if you're interested if in what I was saying, or if this has kind of piqued your interest, come up grab a bookmark, take the book, feel free, come and talk to me. And that worked. I left the convention with no books and no bookmarks. So bring lots of the really cheap stuff. Like the bookmarks were awesome. They were very easy to make and have them be really high quality, like foil and everything. I'm really proud of them. And so that made it interesting for people to want to grab them. And it was very inexpensive to now have these people walking around the convention with either my book or with these bookmarks. And a reminder to go back and buy the book. So it's not just books that you can leave places. Bookmarks are excellent choices too. Something that just occurred to me as well uh, that people may not consider when it comes to marketing is societies and groups. There's author associations, there's local writing groups, there's state, provincial, whatever writing groups that are out there. And a lot of them, when you belong to these, they will actually have a section of their website that promote authors of the, the members' books that are members of the group or members of the society and can go through and promote your book that way as well. So if you become members of different types of writing societies and writing groups, there's often an opportunity to have your books promoted through them as well. And the final thing we can talk about from promoting your book is author social media accounts. That's obvious of using social media, different platforms to promote yourself and to interact with other authors as well and other people in the social media world. But you can also contact influencers and ask if you can send them a copy of your book and see if they would review it and talk about it on their social media platforms as well. There is a lot that you can use for social media and how you can have it impact your promotions of your book and your author brand. Don't be afraid to reach out to well-known social media influencers and people and that are connected somewhat into the style of what your book is about and ask if they'd be willing to read and review your book. Just be aware that you may not get a favorable review is not guaranteed. We've discussed what is marketing your book and kind of some ideas on how to promote and market your book. We're going to take a quick pause. And when we come back, we're going to discuss the specifics about marketing your book and some of the elements that you need to take into account for what is the best way of advertising, how much time and money to spend on marketing, and the more specific details of what we're discussing. We'll be right back after this.
welcome back. We are now here to discuss the more specific details of marketing and promoting your book. LJ, what would you say is your best advertisement for your book? Your writing. Unapologetically, it is your writing. It is the best thing that you can use. So especially if you're writing like a series or you're planning on writing like multiple books, even if it's not in a series, you should always view that first book as marketing. That first book is not a book that you're going to profit off of. That book is marketing for the next book, whether it's the next book in the series or the next book that you're writing independently. That book and your writing are what you're trying to sell and how you can sell more of these things. And you can give them that little free sample of how you write in your ads. And it's also a good thing to do is the idea of short stories doing a little short story that involves some of your characters. One thing that I'm an advocate for is writing short stories and submitting them to literary magazines. There's still the Isaac Asimov science fiction magazine. There's a ton of different literary magazines out there. And if you can get short stories published in some of these markets, that helps point people to work you've already done so they can see what your writing is. Or you can just do a short story and say, this is three of the characters from my book going off on a little prequel quest of what happened in this book. And so there's a lot of ways that you can use your writing to market and get eyes on what you're doing and get your name out there a little bit more. And that's what I was thinking about with the audio drama podcasting. It's the same thing, except you can have someone produce an audio drama or a podcast of, the, of it and not have to worry about going into and trying to wait and see if you're going to get accepted for a middle. You can promote that audio drama, that audio version of a short story that you write with the same characters a little bit more easier. Yeah, it gives you one, one other thing you have to, to publish uh, and promote and market. But a lot of that is then reusable, like we were talking about the book trailers before. But your idea about going into magazines is, is a great idea. The road I went down with this was that I had the skill to be able to do it. So why not go down that road to be able to, to create something that is free marketing for myself? And I don't have to worry about any rejections from another because it's not marketing unless you get it in. And if you don't want to, if you want to avoid that, and you don't want to go down that road, then another thing that I do, and I've been doing for a long time is there is a section on my author website that has short stories that you can read. Their sole purpose right. is to be on my website so people can see what I do and how I write and to gain and to pique interest in that. So you can create things for your website as well. But how would you say is the best way to share? We've gone over some ideas. I know my personal favorite is entering into competitions. And that can help get eyes on your book. You can win competitions. Often those competitions then come with some level of advertising themselves. It also comes back to networking. You know, if you're at a convention and you are not the most famous author there, try to find somebody who's a little bit higher than you to mentor you. Talk with them and find out what works for them if they're in the same genre as you. That kind of networking can also lead to things like I'm going to be in an anthology with a couple of other authors that are all varying levels of success. And I am very excited to be part of that group and have my name on something that their fans are going to pick up, read, and hopefully enjoy how I write and then go and look for more of my stuff. Having those free samples is really important too. So having the samples on your website, having uh, samples on places like Wattpad are very important. And talking with people is something that is just really important. Go and network, talk to people, and keep improving your writing craft while you're at it. I'm naturally a 
long-winded talker. Part of what I do outside of my writing has me talking to people on a regular basis and promoting. You know, even for my wife, for her, her business, I'm the one that generally is promoting and networking for her, right? She's not the type of person that does that. Getting the word of mouth out there, it's that type of grassroots, you know, marketing campaign through word of mouth that I would love to be able to do eventually, right? And that would also be going to conventions and talking, like you said, LJ, talking to people, promoting your book, giving them the way to connect and look at it. Because when you connect with someone, right, on a personal level, then they're more willing to go and check out the things that you have done. I had a friend who, who's a bartender, and he wrote two books. He did that at conventions. He's a very chatty, talkative guy. He would go to conventions in local areas in Philadelphia, New York, and D.C., and Baltimore, comic book conventions, not just writing conventions. Like, you, you know, go and talk with these people. Set up shop, talk with them. Or if you don't have enough money to get a booth, just go around and talk with other authors and then have something like a dot or something like a business card or something like a pamphlet. And then that social networking is a strong thing for any grassroots type of campaign that you're going to try to do for marketing your book. I completely understand, though, that a lot of times from some authors that I've met, not you guys, all three of us are pretty chatty people, but a lot of times authors are, are kind of not the most chatty people in the world. If you have someone you know is really good in your life, like I said, for my wife and I, I'm the one that's marketing and networking for her knitting business, which you should go check out. Anyway, <laughs> like I said, start out like we were talking about previously with that elevator pitch, but see if someone in, you know, either one of your loved ones or whatnot could either come to a convention with you and be that social outlet that you might not be. It's always good to have that backup of someone who can. I agree that you should have that backup, but I also really do want to just emphasize that this is a skill oh, it is. and it can be learned and it yep. can be cultivated. I am actually someone who's generally speaking very shy and I don't naturally like coming out of my shell and talking to people. I am the person who, if you give me the option of like going out and being social or staying home, reading a book or playing a video game or writing, I will pick that every time of staying home and not dealing with people. Right. But you have to learn a way to do that so that you can put on the facade that is your author self, your writing self, something that is maybe safer that you can slip into. And if there's something about the way that, you know, you dress when you want to present yourself as an author or something like that, that can help kind of get you into that mindset to be a little more social or comfortable talking in front of a crowd or anything like that. I definitely recommend it. So I do have one question. I'm sure it's the same question and most people who have never published a book or even marketed a book yet has, but how much time should you spend on, on your marketing plans and all that sort of stuff? Is, it, is there a formula, like a, a rule of three? See how I did that previous episode, <laughs> right? A rule of three or something that as far as like, I spend 30% of my time marketing, I do, you know, what is the, the amount of time that you two think just someone should spend on marketing on a weekly, daily, whatever? As little time as possible as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and that's yeah. going to vary between people. I think that for me personally, I want to spend under 15 minutes a day on things that are exclusive marketing. Okay. So by that, I mean things that are not helping with any other project things that are not just exclusive marketing, I'm much more happy to spend a lot more time on. 
Um, for example, I started streaming while I write. So I'm streaming on Twitch while I'm writing. Arguably, that is marketing because I'm putting myself out there on a different type of social media. I'm answering questions. I'm engaging fans. But at the same time, I am also able to write that next book. And that's extremely important. It really depends on how well you can manage your marketing and your author time. Yeah, exactly. And it also comes down to the whole concept of work smarter, not harder. One thing that I like to do is on Mondays is what I call kind of my social media day. And that's where I will sit down and plan out social media messages for the week. Now, this isn't going to be obviously talking about current events and that kind of stuff. But if I've got a stream coming up, that's really important with an interview or a, a writing stream on Twitch, or if I'm doing a book promotion for something, then I can easily go and preload every two days, three messages to come out. Like, don't forget to go pick up this book or go do that. And so the kind of more standard messages, you can preload on one day a week, take an hour, preload your social media messages to roll out during the week, and then take 20 minutes a day or more, however you want to do it, broken out throughout the day to actually go on social media and be social. Remember, social media only works if you're social. If you're not interacting with other people, why are they going to interact with you? So I'll spend 20 minutes, half an hour every day going through and actively interacting with different social media posts that are out there. But then again, if you're doing a book tour or a convention or something, it's not going to be 20 minutes of your day. It's going to be, you know, the entire day. So figure out what you can preload and have a time schedule to do that. And then figure out what you need to do to keep the rest of your week free for doing what you need to be doing. And that is writing and moving forward on that. So, and that's that. So there's, I know we covered a lot of information here and there is a lot more that we could have gone down into, but to not scare you like we did off the bat, promoting your book, it can be a lot of fun. It can be frustrating and have drawbacks to it as well, but that's where you learn to grow a thicker skin. You learn to dance on the fly and move on the fly. So all that to say is that writing the book and having it published is not the end of your work. There's always something to be doing when you're a writer. So to that end, talking about work you need to do, LJ, what is the writer's prep for everyone? It's very simple. You're going to go to any social media platform that you do not have an author account on, and you're going to create an author account. Set it up so that it is only author stuff, not your personal account. Keep that separate from your work account, because congratulations, you're creating your author brand. And speaking of that, Ted, what is our next topic that we're going to be discussing? Well, as uh, LJ alluded to, it is going to be creating your author brand. So what we're going to be diving into is the specifics of what is an author brand and why you should have it. As always, you can follow us on social media at The Scribes Journey on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. And until next time, from the three of us, thank you all for joining us for this episode. Now go sharpen your quills and get back to writing. This episode of Scribe's Journey has been presented by Wax Seal Productions Incorporated and remixed by T.R. Albert.